Hey everyone, I'm John Parker. And I'm Dr. Daniel David. And this is of Myths and Men Podcast. Today we're talking about code switching. And usually code switching is reserved for linguistics and when people are using two different languages in a conversation. We will touch on that, but we also want people to understand that code switching goes beyond language. Uh, code switching translates into culture. It translates into sexuality. Uh, sexuality. Yes. Yeah, it translates uh -huh. into neighborhood dynamics and school and work environments. And we want people to understand that there's a certain level of stress and pressure and high blood pressure yes. that may come from uh, living a lifestyle of code switching. And, uh, you know, men get depressed when they can't be themselves. So we're going to talk about three solutions mm -hmm. to code switching that will help men to be more adaptive and resilient. Yes, sir. And we talk about Spock. We'll talk about President Barack Obama. And we have some other illustrations to kind of further our point and help you guys understand why code switching, yes, it may be beneficial. It may cause stress and pressure. But if we grow and develop as men, we can change that trend. Yes, so tune in. All right, thank you. Welcome to a Myths and Men podcast, recorded live in Atlanta, Georgia. On this show, you enjoy candid conversations for men, by men, about men's issues with an amazing twist. By exploring the arts, music, games, and film, our aim is to help men better understand themselves and navigate through life's daily challenges in order to become happier and more successful. I'm your co-host, John Parker. And I'm your co-host, Dr. Daniel P. David. And this is of Myths and Men. Hello, everyone. I am John Parker. And I'm Dr. Daniel David. Today, we are bringing a, another source of enlightenment to the world. Um, the topic can be kind of heavy. It can be misconstrued as uh, something that doesn't apply to everyone, but it does. Right, uh, absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're talking about the idea of code switching. Um, and generally, code switching is a linguistic tool, sociological construct where one uses uh, more than one language, uh, mixing or switching languages as a way of expressing themselves. Right. Um, and it's often attributed to, you know, bilingual people or people that come from uh, different cultures coming to, you know, a majority culture that's different than theirs. Uh, in an American context, say you come from uh, Mexico and then you come to the States and you speak Spanish and English. And right. sometimes you may speak them both in one conversation. Sometimes you may speak one or the other, but it's just an idea of being uh, culturally comfortable or not even culturally, just comfortable with the language that you're choosing to use and expressing yourself. Um, and it's it's a thing that I think people don't think enough of uh, because it's often relegated to a bilingual situation um, and it, it doesn't people don't see it as even how it affects your your psyche, how it affects you psychologically. And even it could be two people speaking English, but somebody having a southern drawl and somebody from being up north or somebody using slang and somebody preferring the king's English. Right. So there's all kind of ways that uh, code switching kind of influences uh, people's behavior. You know, we were just talking about uh, before the before the show the importance of digging into things that typically we don't pay attention to or we don't really think, well, maybe this doesn't apply to me. But in reality, it's really important for men to understand not only ourselves but others and how others deal with or cope with things that maybe we don't see often, you know, just cultural things. Um uh, socioeconomical things because that all f affects or impacts the psychology of men, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, just in thinking about this topic, it's so important for us to understand that people go through this uh, kind of code switching, and, and we're going to give some good examples in a moment, but um, they go through this, and uh, there's, a, there's an underlying uh, 
pressure there, you know? So when we really want to state the problem, it, it's often that when we talk about what it means to be an authentic man or authentic person, uh, sometimes we're not allowed to be mm-hmm. really authentic mm-hmm. uh, in certain situations. And, you know, it's like the guy who goes to work and he feels like he has to be always on his best behavior yeah. mm-hmm. um, and then comes home and he's been stressed out all day because he's been expected to act mm-hmm. a certain way. And then, you know, now he's like unloading his stress on his wife or mm-hmm. girlfriend or whatever. And and those are the sorts of things that really uh, eat away at our psychology every day, you know, our minds. And mm-hmm. so I think this topic of code switching not only applies to language, but but I think as we're going to talk about it, uh, applies to men in general, yeah. just on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah. And, so. I, and I think the, the biggest issue, the underlying issue of code switching is that um, people don't want to sound like an outsider. Right. And they, they want to fit in and they want to make sure that um, they aren't seen as an other. And we've talked about that before and what being an other leads to and what it, you know, what it feels like for people. And I think that man, as, as, as adults, as men, as mature men, um, young adults, you know, whatever stage of life you find yourself in as you listen, that we really have to learn to be comfortable with who we are. Um, and that doesn't Absolutely. mean, you know, you settle for being a jerk just because oh, I like being a jerk. Right. You know what I mean? right. no, We're talking about being mature. Um, and with maturity comes the idea that you can be yourself, right? Your authentic self, right? Um, again, as long as you're not, you know, intentionally being offensive or you know aggressive or just doing things that uh, make other people uncomfortable, right? Yeah, um, and that and that I think that learning how to flow between different situations, being more resilient. I know that um, I've had those experiences where I've had to go from one situation to the next, mm-hmm. and you know. Um, coming from New York City, mm-hmm. you know, living there for 20 years. I don't have a Brooklyn accent or <laughs> right. a Queens accent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I took on the whole lifestyle and the the attitude of a New Yorker. And then when I came down to Atlanta, uh, it's been about 10 years ago or so, I initially wondered why people were running away from me and avoiding me because I came in with that New Yorker attitude. One of my friends, uh, we were at Lenox Mall over here and, and um, she had been down here for quite a while. And, um, you know, New Yorkers walk pretty fast. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Try not to get like, hit by cars. Yeah, right. Try not to get yeah. hit by cars, jaywalk all the time. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, walk 50 blocks because mm-hmm. um, it's faster than taking yeah, a taxi, right, right. actually. Yeah. Right. And she was like, where's the fire? Where's the fire? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, was, I was speed walking yeah. the, uh, the whole mall, yeah, you know. Yeah. So so just having to realize that, OK, now I'm 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 switching. I'm I'm shifting mm-hmm. and uh, I'm no longer in New York. I'm in in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And of course, Atlanta is not necessarily the south. Right. Um, that's more outside of the, the perimeter. But. Uh, but still down here, people take it a little bit easier yeah, and yeah. there's a better pace mm-hmm. and people are just are more relaxed. Yeah. And I was just like bulldozing everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because uh, two examples come to mind. But the, the the biggest, I guess, example that got us thinking about the subject was Spock. Right. right yes. And, Spock. From Star Trek. Right. And he is the idea of what it means to be authentically you. Right. right. And not understand when other people try to get you to be something else. Right. right. Spock is Vulcan. 
he has a stoic way of doing things. He has a way that he sees the world. He has a way that he engages with people. And whatever rendition you find him in, whether it's the new movies or the old TV show, like people are always trying to convince him to either loosen up or, you know, stop being a Vulcan or stop thinking like a Vulcan or, you know, whatever. And his that was movie. McCoy. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> well, McCoy liked to drink a lot, right? So right. he was probably always Right, loose. <laughs> right, right. A little whiskey. Yeah, and... right, yeah. So, you know, and that's, that's the idea. We were thinking like, man, this dude, no matter what circumstance he found himself in, although there was maybe some times where empathy probably needed to be more a part of his repertoire or whatever. Right. But he was going to be him. Spock was going to be him hella high water no matter what came right. and no matter what went and i think that was for me freeing in a sense of like man like this guy is half you know he was no he was full half, full, yeah, half vulcan half human, human yeah. right uh -huh. and and so he could have embraced either side he could have you know uh been full-fledged in one thing or another and it reminded me a lot of my friends who have like mixed heritage right right uh, and oftentimes not being accepted by one group and being accepted by the other and then taking on a way of thinking doing being an attitude that was more representative of the 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 side of his heritage that accepted him right and then would completely shun the other side because uh usually he in my in my situation uh felt that he was uh, being discriminated against by that other uh his the other, other side other side of yeah, his heritage wow. and it's just like man like these are the, this is why we're talking about this because this is bigger than just you speaking a language or a dialect or slang in front of others or choosing not to do that in front of others it's bigger than that man code switching at its core if, if not dealt with in a proper way which we'll discuss later right. um can lead to depression it can lead to anxiety it can lead to high blood pressure right. stress you know it's just a lot of cons that come along with it if it's not managed in a, in a healthy and successful way. You know, you just brought up an awesome point because I believe that that's sort of, that's sort of a type of self-rejection. Mm -hmm. Because if I am going to be, you know, accepted with this one group and that's half of me and the other group doesn't accept me, then I've got to deny that part of me and um, also avoid any association with that side of me. So in a lot of ways that talks about, you know, that leads us to talking about the shadow and how in, in Jungian psychology, we, we take the things that we were rejected, the things that were shamed, and we push them into our unconscious mind, uh, deep down in, and Robert Bly calls it the, the shadow bag mm -hmm. that we carry this bag around. We put things that have been rejected, shame, shamed or, 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 uh, you know, disowned, yeah. uh, into this bag. And then of course it takes on a persona of its own. So, so that men are, you know, not really experiencing what it means to be authentic. And of course that does lead to stress mm -hmm. because if I have to hold that stuff in that bag yeah. and it wants to come out sometimes, then I've got to, you know, I've got to put that pressure on myself. Mm -hmm. And of course, it could lead to substance abuse as well, you know, alcohol and drugs as a way, uh, as a way of uh, medicating that. Mm -hmm. So um, so this is really deep. I, I really like this topic. I think it's very important for men to understand. Yeah. And like we said in the beginning, it's it's not a it's not just a people of color thing. It's not just an immigrant thing. It's a every it's a everybody thing. Right. It just depends on how it 
if you're paying attention to it or not and how it affects you and when it affects you and where it affects you. Um, one of the things we were talking about in the pre-show and getting ready for it, just coming up with different scenarios and uh, how this fits into every man's life and not just a specific people group. Um, you gave the example of, of New York and then moving to the South. Right. And that reminded me of the, a TV show called The Ozarks. Um, and it's a Netflix original. Jason Bateman uh, directs it, stars in it. And it's about a, without being too much of a spoiler, but it's about a guy who moves from Chicago to the Ozarks and he's a money launderer. Mm. Um, and he, I think he has the assumption that he can come from Chicago right. down to the Ozarks, put on his city slicker charm and get over and woo all these people. But he runs into some some Ozark Mar- Ozark Mountain people right. who aren't about those games. Right. And it, it's, I guess Ozarks would be considered Midwest, right, more so than yes. the South. Yeah. But it's still more that Southern charm where it's like, like you said, bless your heart. Right. right? They'll shake your hand and the dog is pissing on your leg. Right. You know what type of situation? Or they're <laughs> yes. stepping on your foot. Right. And like, hey, you might get invited over for a cup of tea and you get to talking slick and get your head blown off. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and it's one of those things where he has to make adjustments and he finds out on the fly like oh uh i came down here thought i was you know what i'm saying like all that all that right (laughs) and had to find out that he had to switch codes but it was um one yes they can definitely tell he's not from around there because of the way he sounds and the way he speaks but then also the mentality that comes with thinking that hey i am not necessarily better than but that i am smarter than these people Um, right and he learns very quickly that, that that's not the case yeah, and I think that that's uh, important to talk about, too, because, again, we can come from different places and think we're better than others, and we just, uh, we, you know, and, and we become so disjointed and disconnected from what's really happening, yeah, yeah. right, and and be totally left behind. You know, in my own example, um, you know, I, I wondered why people were shying away from me in the beginning, mm. um, because I still spoke like a New Yorker, act like a New Yorker, and it was offensive, you know, and I had to realize and really take a deep look at myself. It wasn't me uh, compromising myself and and not being authentic. I just needed to do some adjustments here just in communication and in attitude and understanding where people are coming from. So it's not about like I had to compromise myself. Now, I I realized that that does happen in code switching, right? And we're going to talk about that. But... um, you know, I also had to think about the, other, you know, how people were, were receiving me yeah. and, you know, was it conducive to a, a good communication and good relationships? Yeah. So. And, and that's it. And that's the key thing, too, is like, do you want to have good relations with people? Do you want to be an effective communicator? Do you want people to be comfortable around you or are you going to stick to your script for the sake of sticking to the script just for sticking to it? Right. You know what I right. mean? And I think that's. If, you, if you've heard nothing else about our podcast, we talk a lot about self-awareness and self-actualization and really understanding that, hey, you wanting to be you and do you is bigger than just you. Like yes. the things that we do, the things that we say, the way that we behave, the way that we think often affect others. And if gone unchecked uh, in a mature, you know, adult way um, can can be opposite of a productive. It can be counterproductive. Right. Um, and this is just another example where, man, so. Self-awareness that's necessary to understand how code switching is affecting you and others is what we're about. You know, that's why we do the therapy thing. That's why we do the life coaching, because we want guys to understand that, man, this world is big and it's bigger than us. Right. And if we walk around as men who aren't, um, what is the the term that we use in other podcasts uh, about being mature, about being um, kind of initiated? uh, initiated. Yes. Yes. When you're Uh an uninitiated male, what happens is you walk around. Like 
your shit don't stink. Right. Like you the man yeah. and what you do is acceptable. Um, like your standards of things should be the way that everybody does things as opposed to just being right for you. Right. Right. It doesn't yeah. mean what's right for you. It doesn't mean it's right for everybody. And when you're uninitiated and when this code switching thing isn't something that's um, something that you're actively either working for or against or just aware of, um, you, you know, you may come off as arrogant or a prick or somebody that's not well liked or received or right. aggressive you right. know aggressive yeah right, right right and that's that's not what you want that's not that doesn't help that doesn't benefit society as a whole and it probably will do more harm than good for you right i i get that i think i think we should actually give out some uh examples of how people code switch and you know what what sorts of stress that causes and and pressure depression yeah. right yeah um i think for for me as a black male african american whatever you know whatever we are this today um i think it started for not i think i know it started as as a cultural phenomena uh more along racial lines if you look back at the white back white black relations of slavery right mm -hmm. so there was a point mm -hmm. in time where it was illegal for black people to be able to read um and in order to not be murdered or hung or beat or whatever for being exposed as someone that could read oftentimes slaves that were educated would have to pretend as if they couldn't read right, right. Wow. um and that's, so that's horrible i mean it's 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 it was a real situation I, um if i'm not mistaken i believe it was chris rock had a joke about uh, a slave driving his master around mm -hmm. uh and and coming to a stop sign and having to make a decision of whether or not to stop at the stop sign because he didn't want master to know that he could read uh and, was he gonna run the stop he's sign he's gonna run the stop <laughs> sign man look i don't know what that sign is boss i, so I have no idea what that right. means right? right and so maybe that's why they're red now as opposed to just saying <laughs> just stop. color yeah right what if he's colorblind too <laughs> <laughs> right um so the idea was and again, I had to check the facts because, again, you know, I don't even know when stop signs are created or whatever. But just the point of the matter is that if that that dude had to make a decision in that moment, do I want to live or die? And then I still might die if I choose to live, because if I decide to pretend I can't read, we might get into a collision. Right. Right. Um, so it's, you know, making light of the situation. But the, the idea exists that, hey, since slavery's time in the United States of America, black people have had to put on a certain persona and speak a certain way or pretend not to be intelligent or whatever the case may be to not be an outsider to mm -hmm. fit in and to not blow their cover and to not be to not get killed because you could read you know what i mean and so it extends even to the today where you might you know as a black person might be very educated um you might come from compton or some you know innocent community or a place where um your dialect may be different or you might say you know what i mean as opposed to hey how's it going right you know what i mean right. you know uh, and you have to decide when you're, in that, when you're in that board meeting, do you want to be comfortable or do you want to fit in? Um, and sometimes when you're in that type of trenches every single day where you're not very comfortable with being who you are, a great, if you're out there and you want to experience the black experience, Blackish is a television show that's on now starring Anthony Anderson um, that is amazing is it when it comes to understanding like the dilemma of an educated black dude that comes from an urban context that's just trying to make sense of what's going on like it's on season four now i think and man it's is it good it's a great show. i don't get cable so uh, unfortunately but okay but it's, it's abc you is it abc, ABC? yes yeah, okay ABC. Yeah, yeah okay um and i think another one that um i don't even know if it's on anymore i think fresh off the boat 
um, if that's if that's the proper title, was about an Asian uh, Asian family. I think season one was pretty good from what I heard. The writers uh, were actually Asian at the time, and I think they all left, and so I don't know what it is now. But it was another experience, like the cultural experience of was it was it called Fresh Off the I'm, Boat? I'm pretty sure it was called oh, Fresh wow, Off the Boat. Oh wow, because we used to use that term yeah, in, in New York City. Yeah, <laughs> different connotation. <laughs> right. The same. Well, same connotation. No, same connotation. Yeah, same connotation you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. So yeah. So. To that point, I think that um, Neil Tyson DeGrasse, mm-hmm. you know, awesome, yeah. intelligent, super intelligent man, yeah. right? I love to listen to him. Uh, and But then he gets really funny sometimes, and he'll let loose. And then, of course, his uh, cultural heritage comes out, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And it, and it's even more funny, mm-hmm. right? But you can see him code switch on, yeah. on the stage, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, he goes from intellect to the guy in the neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm, that he just mm-hmm. wants to chill and hang out yeah, with you, yeah, right? Yeah. It's funny. Uh, two more. I'll, I'll be quick with that, and then we'll jump into sexuality after that. But uh, I was watching... I don't know if you ever seen any Def Comedy Jam. It was a uh, comedy series on HBO way back in long, like the 90s. Oh, yeah, long time ago. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. And so they did the 25th anniversary, and so Steve Harvey was you know, part of the uh, Def Jam originally. And you know, Steve Harvey's on TV now. He's got a morning show. He's got this show, I think, called Something About Little People, where it's like he's doing something with little kids. Okay. Um, and then the Family Feud and all of the stuff that he has, right? And so Def Comedy Jam has always been known for being raunchy and motherfucker, like it was just always <laughs> something, right? And so he gets on stage and he's with a couple other comedians and he's all holding his tongue and standing a certain way and and he's like, y'all ain't finna mess up my money, you know? What I mean, and basically <laughs> right. he's he's refraining refraining from cussing a lot and then finally just like f it and then he just <laughs> lowers his guard and he just goes in, right? Because he's like he's realized like man, and he says it like somebody. Somebody gonna go back and tell these folks, and they gonna come watch this, and then right. I'm gonna lose everything, right? right? Exactly. Because oh, I didn't know Steve. Steve, I didn't know you had it in you. Oh my gosh, you're you're not. Oh, we thought you were. You know what I mean? Right. And and then uh, Barack Obama. I was saying about this. Um, I think it was either when he first became president or whatever. He was in a store and he was buying some food. I think it was a. It might have been Five Guys or one of Chicago's uh, uh, fast food places. Um, and he basically is leaving, and the guy asked him, "Hey, you need your change?" And he was like, "Nah, we straight." Right. And we straight translate to, I'm okay. You can keep the change. <laughs> yes. Right? Right. And so that's something that he can't say potentially when he's in the Oval Office and he's giving a speech and he's talking to the press or whatever. But it's just that idea that there's the those two things that exist even for, even when you're the president of the United States. Right? You have yeah. the code switch. That's pretty cool. And, and, you know, when his moments would come out like that, his cool ratings would go up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, he plays basketball. Right, yeah. He's really straight. cool. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, you yeah. know, those are the things that I think that men need to pay attention to mm-hmm. because we all do it somehow yeah. in some way. I was... I was thinking about um, my own cultural experiences, you know, being in New York City was one of those cultural experiences, but also uh, speaking Korean mm-hmm. and, um, mm-hmm. and and being a part of the Korean culture there. Uh, at one point, I think in 1999, I was voted Korean of the Year by 400,000 Koreans. <laughs> so I, I really did it well, yes. I guess. Um, <laughs> I, even had a, I even had a Korean radio show uh, for an, a year. It was based wow. on a family. Wow. Um, and so in New York City. So I would uh, actually have to go between cultures, and I used to call it um, bridging cultures yeah. because... I would go out and um, be a part of the Korean community and do a lot of work with um, Asian youth Mm -hmm. and then have to go to, uh, you know, to Gracie Mansion and talk to the mayor. Mayor Mayor Koch was a mayor at the time and 
and talk to the mayor about the issues of young people and mm. inner city youth, right? Mm. So, but I would have to switch back and forth, and and I had to become very conscious of that mm. uh, because Western culture is very different from Asian culture, particularly Korean culture, and um, you know, so so certain mannerisms were offensive mm. um, in Korean culture, whereas you know, c- certain mannerisms would be considered confusing for us in western culture you know like bowing Mm. you know and nodding Mm. and there were degrees of nodding Mm. you know and bowing and and so you know you had to actually learn all the degrees (laughs) and where you stood in Uh, the hierarchy you know so you know full bow or nodding of the head Uh you know so and then of course i'm bowing and um (laughs) nodding my head to people who are not even in Asian culture? They're going like, "What's what's going what's going on you with this guy?" Right. And then, <laughs> you know, your yeah. bobblehead or right, something, right? right? right. So yeah, yeah. so so that became a real issue for me, um, going back and forth, and I, I I would feel it. But then, of course, you have these young people who are growing up. Uh, their parents are from Korea. They may have even been born in Korea, but then trying to assimilate into a culture um, like the American culture and finding that they have to switch Mm. um you know they were korean at home and americans out outside you know um they go to school they would be uh with their korean friends they'd be more korean Mm -hmm. american ish Mm -hmm. right somewhere in between Mm -hmm. and then go home and then put on the full korean Mm -hmm. right or then be outside and 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 in school and and uh dealing with the bigger society and and just try to be american right and 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 you know that that really taught me that you know we're not all one and you know we're not all the same and that's a good thing because we talked about diversity as being a a strength in our last show right um and variety is important so it it doesn't mean it didn't mean that i had to compromise myself it meant that i had to learn to be more fluid in my um my understanding of people and and adapt to situations and be more resilient and and that's how i looked at it Yeah, it's um, I don't know. It's 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 it takes a concentrated effort, like a lot of these things we do. And I think people, if you're listening, we don't want you to be throwing off like, oh, this is just another idea of something that I have to do that just makes life more complicated. It's not about complicating your life. It's about simplifying things by being more aware, by being more educated, right. and really um, being intentional about um, you know, just just growth and development, right? And I think that. Our encouragement and our challenge is always going to be for the listener to grow and to develop. Yes. And so we don't want you to see this conversation as yet another thing of these us just telling y'all how you're inept at being culturally unaware or whatever. You know what I mean? Right, because right. as we're as we're about to jump into now, it's it's bigger than just being a linguistic thing, right? And so yeah. we were talking about all right, what what does this look like for the the clients that we see, the men that we see? Right. And another area this this code switching affects is when it comes to sexuality. Right. Um I have, you know, plenty of guys that I see who are uh uh homosexual. Right. 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 And haven't come out to their families. Um yeah. and so you have a guy who has to go home and be a certain way and sound a certain way and yes. resist the temptation to, to again maybe sound a certain way or say certain things uh, that may be uh, uh, homogenous if that's the right word to maybe the community that they the gay community that they're in where they when they're away from home right. and when they come home have to walk and talk and be a certain way um, in front of their family especially their fathers if their fathers don't know um, right. that they are that they're gay. And and especially if their fathers or their parents have taken a stance against yeah, it, yeah, yeah. and and the fear is that I'll be homeless, mm-hmm. or the fear is that I'll be, 
rejected mm-hmm. and, and you know or or this will become a problem or an issue in the family yeah. so you know uh, it is it's like yeah. uh, you know i've got clients as well that you know have to walk as soon as they walk into the door at ha- in the house mm-hmm. they have to act and behave in a totally different way yeah. and that can be depressing too i mean these guys do suffer with depression yeah. because there's a part of them a real deeper part of them that uh, they already know that their families wouldn't be okay with mm-hmm. or that their families would re- reject. Yeah. And, and so um, they have to hide that. And that, that, that becomes depressing. It also raises anxiety, yeah. Yeah. you know? Yeah, and I mean, it's just stress. It's like living, like, on high alert, you know, like being in the military. You know, you just, you never know when somebody's going to spot something, they're going to see something, they're going to be like, oh, did, are you... You know, and then your cover's blown. You right, know what I mean? Like being right. a spy is like living at a double life, like you're a double agent. And that's not for everyday living. That's not how, you know, a person should live their lifestyle. Um, and I think there's uh, another area, too, when it comes to uh, maybe sexuality, machismo, right? right the yeah. idea that in order to be a man or to, you know, whatever that looks like in the particular uh, cultural context or the home environment that you come from, that you have to have the certain level of macho in order to be a man, you know, in order to be... Yeah, just to just to be seen as masculine, right? Um, and and when you're not that, right? I'm, you know, if you're not a slayer of women, if you're not some guy that's out here just walking around with your chest poked out and test, you know, testosterone man, you know, um, it can diminish your quality of life. And right. if you have to pretend that you are that, that right. makes it even worse. Right. Absolutely. I, I, you know, I've been having this conversation of late, and you know, um, we're all on a spectrum. Mm-hmm. You know, what it means to be a man is is just what it means to be a good human being mm-hmm. and the best that we can be and have integrity and, and understanding ourselves and, and loving others and loving ourselves better. Uh, but, you know, we still have these cultural stereotypes that we have to fight against. And, you know, that, that can be stressing, very stressful, mm-hmm. especially for young boys growing up with fathers who expect them to, you know, the, the football dad who expects yeah. their kid to go to football mm-hmm. and the kid really doesn't want to go to football. He wants to, you know, he wants to, um, you know, he wants to go to band. Right. He wants or to be a writer or, or yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, you know, be a mathematician. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's so important if you're a father listening to this to pay attention to your sons and don't don't pressure them into being something that they're not yeah. you know or they that just to fulfill your your own uh need for you know having a a male child mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. uh it's really important to allow children to grow up and be themselves and mm-hmm. to be their best selves right yeah. and it's crazy i remember and i've said this you know well not on our, our podcast i'm just thinking that my friends are listening, right? So it's like I've had this conversation with people, but the thing that ruined me the most when it came to my understanding of women uh, was Snoop Dogg's first album called Doggy Style. I think mm-hmm. I was 12 when it came out, and I had heard so many I don't even, I, Bs and Hs and all of that stuff, and I was like, yo, you can talk to women like this or talk about women like this, and you'll still be famous, and women will still love you, and they'll still throw themselves at you, and I was like, oh, this is crazy. Or that'll be cool. Right, right, right. right. Of course, I tried it a couple times and almost got some teeth knocked out of my head. <laughs> but the idea is like I, I at some point in time thought that this was going to work and it was going to be OK. But then you start carrying yourself a certain way. And it wasn't until I was probably 19 years old when I realized, man, this way of of interacting with the opposite sex is not working. It's, right. it's unhealthy. And I feel terrible about it. Like, you, I, you know what I'm saying? The way that the world wants me to engage with you 
is not the way that I actually want to engage with you. Right. And I'm finding out it's not beneficial. Right. You know what I mean? So all those seven years of trying to navigate things and it's just come to realize like, man, like I had a bad interpretation of what it meant to be a man. Right. And the, the code switching that I even had to do in that because I wanted to be respectful. I remember 15 buying girls flowers. Well, I was still in them. There was an arboretum close to me. And I would, you know, <laughs> snip some roses here and there, you know, and, and bringing candies and, and, and teddy bears and all that other stuff. And then to be like, oh, wait, all the homies, none of the homies are doing this. And they telling me I'm a sucker for doing it. So then, you know what? Let me stop doing it and let me be rude and let me, you know, treat women a certain way. And machismo fail, you know right. what I mean? Like that—that that was a code that I shouldn't have switched. I should have kept buying the teddy bears and the flowers, and and, it, and, it's, and I struggle with it even today in my marriage where I don't want to be a punk. But I'm like, yo, this is my wife. I should be right. going all out. Yes. But I, I just the, the code just kicks in, like, yo, no, 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 you got to be this, you got to be that. And I'm like, nah, man. You know, we get bombarded with those messages uh, in social media and in music and you know on TV and things like that. And you know, it's the same in in other ways with um, the guys who have to be big beefy football players and if you're not you're not cool and you know I know that we have some young people listening to this uh, uh, podcast and you know I just say you know be yourself because you know that again is you know we're we're seeing it in in our culture today we've got to get away from sports as being the the emphasis of of manhood mm -hmm. you know sports is not the emphasis right, of manhood right. yep. um you know it's using your brain yeah, yeah. And, and and you know um a being a real genuine human being yeah, you yeah, know yeah. that's what it means to be a man mm -hmm. and so amongst other things but yeah. you know i think that we need to get away from those um cultural uh, expectations mm -hmm. and allow ourselves to be more fluid, more free. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the world, I mean, the world takes all kinds, you know, you need some warriors, you need some magicians, you right. need some lovers, you need right. some Kings, right? right. Yeah. Maybe you need some jokers every now and right. again. Hey, we, we, we got that coming for you guys too in the future <laughs> yeah. podcast, but it takes all kinds. Right. And when you're trying to fit a mold that doesn't work for you, Again, that's when this cold switch and this when all these things come to play because it leads to the depression, it leads to the anxiety, it leads to the the stress and the high blood pressure and all that good stuff. Um, the one of the last uh, characterizations we'll kind of use is the the idea of of maybe being a southerner, right, right, withdrawal, right, right, and then we're going the opposite direction of you, going up north or going right. somewhere else where you have this accent or this sound that just to some people sounds unintelligent, right? Yeah. Uh, I know this, uh, a white guy from the South, uh, from Alabama, who has a strong drawl, and he's one of the smartest dudes I've ever met in my life, right? But wow. the thing is, he has to literally tell people, like, yeah, I may sound stupid, but don't try me. You right, know what I'm okay, because, wow. Because that's, because, you know, it's it's the the idea that people have, or the, what's I want to say, stereotype that people have, that when you're from the South and you have a draw. You're slow, right? You, right, you know right. you, that you're unintelligent, or you don't know what's going on, or somebody can easily get over on you. And again, in that situation, it's very hard for him to code switch because he can't help the way he sounds. But if he tries, he can. You know, he can try to sound less southern and have less of a draw. But it's it takes a toll on him. You know what I mean? And then the fact that he has to enter every room and say, "Hey, I may sound this way, but I'm not stupid." Like, come on, that's some psychological warfare warfare going on there. Uh, even for himself, you know, and, and having to prove that he's not stupid and having mm -hmm. to overcompensate right. and having to do these things because of his accent. I actually have worked with guys who, uh, you know, from the South who have equated that Southern draw mm -hmm. to lack of intelligence. Mm -hmm. And they, and it's been a self-esteem issue. It's mm -hmm. been a deep self-esteem issue. And 
again, you know, we have to work on building self-esteem and, 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 you know, being okay with ourselves. And, you know, like, like you're talking about the guy who's really smart with math, you know, and, and, you know, saying to guys or people, you know, I may sound stupid, but I'm not stupid, you know? And I think that's a huge, uh, issue for a lot of men because of maybe the, where they grew up and, you know, they didn't have the, you know, I guess they used to call the Midwestern accent the mm-hmm. the main West uh, accent. I think Ohio was considered as the main mm-hmm. um, accent okay. um, uh, for the country because all the news anchors mm-hmm. would have these uh, sort of almost um, accentless, uh, you know, okay. Okay. Um, uh, accents. I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> accentless accents. I like right. that. Um, uh. So you know, uh, so people started judging and and. Mm-hmm pointing at certain, you know, uh, demographics and, and groups, uh, especially in the South, you know, so it is a huge issue. And again, that's where we want to help guys to understand that no matter what you sound like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, self-esteem is important on the inside from coming from the inside out. Yeah. It's a, it's a sad commentary just on, on life in general. We always as human beings find ways to make somebody less than right. Right. And it's just like some people are, being depressed, having low self-esteem, not living the the best life they can because of the way they sound right. or the language they speak right. or the accent or the dialect they have, and I'm like, this, this these things are so dumb. They're so they're so irrelevant. But we just have to be better than the next person and let me find a way. Oh yeah, you sound like you're from the south. You are using Spanish and English in your conversation. Oh, you're using slang. You don't speak the king's English. Like, come on, man. Right. It's just some elitist way of thinking and being that just keeps people on the bottom on the bottom mm-hmm. or in the middle in the middle and you can't reach this top because you sound a certain way like that's you know what i mean yeah, like you I'm... can't you can't achieve professionally because you say we straight right, right. <laughs> you know what i'm right. saying like i don't it's wild man you know uh but anyway so uh with the, the time that we have left we kind of want to jump into like solutions like what do we see as three things that guys can do to kind of offset maybe some of the stress the anxiety the depression uh the pressure that comes from having to be uh to code switch um you want to jump into the first one yes i think first of all it's so important to have healthy um outlets you know where you know, we can be with people that we feel comfortable with and we can say what we have to say and be who we want to be. Mm-hmm. It's so important to just surround ourselves. I've always said that, you know, we have to have groups of friends that mm-hmm. represent different aspects mm-hmm. of who we are um, because not one group of friend friend group, yeah. you know, tends to uh, encompass everything. Yeah, yeah. And so finding uh, friends and people that you can really just you know, be yourself yeah. and not have to put on this, uh, this code switching, yeah, you yeah. know, uh, act. Yeah. And not be on all the right. time. Yes, you know exactly. what I mean? Like you just, you gotta switch it off. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Know? And, and that's, that's stress in itself, you know, just being on, 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 on all the time. I mean, that's a, shoot, that's a podcast in itself. Like yes, just, just I know. Being on, right. Um, and I think the next thing is just, Flexibility, you know, um, the, the the age old saying, right? When in Rome, yeah, do right. as the Romans yeah, do. Doing the Romans, yeah. uh, you know, right? I I did. I never saw uh, leaving one culture and going to another mm-hmm. culture as a problem, as long as I understood that I I wasn't compromising myself. I was just learning to communicate differently. Mm-hmm. I was learning to 
understand things in a different way and from a different point of view. So, you know, when I was in the Asian culture, I understood it from that point of view. And then when I would switch over to the dominant culture, I would be able to communicate differently. Mm -hmm. I didn't see that as compromising. And sometimes when, when, of course, if we have a place where we can, a group of friends where we can just be ourselves and, and, and switch it off, then when we're actually having to uh, go between uh, cultures or, or different languages mm-hmm. or different um, mindsets that, you know, we don't feel like we're compromising ourselves very yeah. much. You know, yeah. it's almost like, you know, being a diplomat at the UN, I often want, wanted to be mm-hmm. uh, in the, uh, to study diplomacy. And it was just the best thing to do is to understand other people, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, and and yeah. learn how to communicate from their point of view. And, and you, you basically uh, develop success that way mm-hmm. because people feel connected to you so i didn't see it as a problem it was just being more adaptable yeah i mean adaptability connectivity right human right wow imagine that you were trying to be a human right exactly (laughs) yes yeah Uh, and and the third one is this the idea of adopting a lifestyle of inclusion right we are in a world that is global right now No matter where you are, no matter where you live, you're affected on a global level, whether it's the electronics you're buying, whether it's using an app, whether it's FaceTime, whether we're just connected like we've never been connected before. And if we don't take the time to to move forward and to adopt a lifestyle of flexibility and inclusion, not only do we miss out on probably quality relationships that we can have with people, but we get left behind and then we could, yes, then we become yes. disenfranchised. Then right. we become bitter. Then we become upset because the world is passing us up because we're stuck in a certain way. And the idea with uh, adopting a, a lifestyle of inclusion when it comes to code switching is just making sure that you are not staunchly against something because it's uncomfortable for you. Right. To have to learn from somebody else, to hear somebody else, to understand somebody else. Because, again, your way is the right way. The way you say things, the way you sound, the way you uh, um, choose to use words and not to use words. is It's it's not about your right. It's about other people have other ways. Right. right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I think that it's important to get out of this us against them mentality mm-hmm. and to understand that, you know, um, we all are responsible. I mean, we're going through really major climate change right now and we're all responsible for the climate, not just, you know, us or, or other people or it's their fault, not our fault. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's a, that's a good example of why we need to work together and be, uh, in this, uh, acceptance of that, you know, we all need each other. It's not, you know, based on, well, I come from this part of the country, therefore I'm, you know, such and such, yeah. you know, uh, I think that's, What's has caused a certain pockets of this country to be left behind mm-hmm. is that, you know, they, they thought that it was going to be this way and, and, mm-hmm. and, and only this way mm-hmm. and they didn't adapt. Mm-hmm. And, and so it is so important to adopt an inclusive mindset that we're, we can all be different, but we're all the same, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Man, this was a great episode. Yes, I uh, like this. I, it was so such a burden just lifted off my shoulders. Right. Well, I'm glad. I'm Thank glad. You, you know. You know um, I appreciate you. Right. Uh, you can pay my fee at the end. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. I'll pay you in hugs. Right. Okay. All right. okay, lots of hugs. There okay. you go. Um, so now people just envisioning us just hugging doing this whole podcast and just <laughs> right. doing this. But, man, we just want people to be free. We understand that code switching and having to be something that's 
or do something that's that's uncomfortable unnecessarily can be an issue. Code switching itself is not a problem. If you're bilingual, you're bilingual. If you're trilingual, right. you're trilingual, right? Right. If you if you use uh, uh slang, if you decide to have code words, you know, whatever that looks like, we encourage you to do that. Right. And we encourage people that are uncomfortable with people doing that. This is America. Speak English. Right. Hey, should, right. I, should I not do that? No, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, just <laughs> I mean, that that crosses lines. There's a lot of people that have that mentality. Right. But it's just about, again, those people being uncomfortable because they don't know what you're saying. Yeah. Right. And then on the other end, the people that are uncomfortable with necessarily speaking their native language or using slang or whatever are uncomfortable because they want to fit in. Right. And so the idea is like if we can just adopt a mentality where all codes are welcome <laughs> yes <laughs> you yes, know what i mean yes, yeah. uh, all ways of speaking um uh, are uh acceptable right right um and and get out of this hysteria that somebody's plotting against you just because they're saying words that you don't understand uh we would be in a better place as people yes, um, yes those doing the code switching will be much healthier and those participating and listening to people as they're speaking however they speak will be a little more healthy uh, and we just want guys to just be free and just to be mature and to develop well. Yeah, it's just one way, quick way to reduce stress. Yeah, yeah. As soon as I include you and include others and I don't have to make my thoughts or my way of doing things your way of doing things, I don't have to get stressed. Right. Yeah, you know, right. I can let go of stress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, be you. Yeah. I'm going to be me. Yeah. You know, we're going to respect each other in between. Yeah. Right. And we don't have to get stressed. Right, right. So, and we just see too much stress. Yeah. You know, out there. I, I see it every day. Absolutely. So. Well, decrease your stress, decrease your anxiety, decrease your depression, um, and come see us. Yes. You know, <laughs> if you're in the Atlanta area, we love to see you, love to come talk to you um, and help you through your things, uh, help you through whatever issues that may come about when it comes to code switching. Um, as always, we just remind you guys like us on Facebook like us on Twitter, add us on Twitter, add us on Instagram, tell your friends about us. If you know some males that need to to just be psychologically set free. Right, right. We are the podcast for that. Yes. All right. Well, I am John Parker. And I'm Dr. Daniel David. And this has been another episode of Of Myths and Men. Thank you for listening to Of Myths and Men podcast. If you or someone you know may be in need of therapeutic or counseling services or even life coaching, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Our contact phone number is 770-674-0553. You can also reach us via email at contact at ofmythsandmen.com. That's contact at O-F-M-Y-T-H-S-A-N-D-M-E-N.com. Our web address is ofmythsandmen.com. And again, that's spelled O-F-M-Y-T-H-S-A-N-D-M-E-N.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>